Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Episode 43 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast on the Four Ride Radio Network. It's now time to catch them all with your hosts. I'm Kyle, also known as Double Ranger, and I'm Team Yamper. And I'm Doug, also known as Icky Booley, and I'm Team Impidimp. If you don't know what we're talking about, we'll get to that soon enough. Don't worry, folks. Indeed. But right now, in case you are looking for another way to listen to this show, you can listen to us on fourideradio.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, but you can also listen to us on Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Pod Directory, Double Twist, Swell Radio, Player.fm, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Also, if you have an Amazon Alexa or a... Actually, it's just for Alexa. Sorry about that. <laughs> an um, Alexa-enabled device. Uh, yes. Because there are some have... Alexa-enabled televisions. This is true. So if you have like an Amazon Echo... Uh, you can, uh, and you have the tune-in radio. You can say, "Hey Alexa, play um, uh, the podcast." Make sure you say the podcast with that, and then uh, insert Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast. Yeah, tell oh, us wait. if it works. Tell us how it goes. Tell us how much you love it. Oh, uh, I'm looking at this thing right here. It says one thing to note: if your show title has the word "podcast" in it, you have to leave that out, or it can. Uh, confuses Alexa. <laughs> so amazing. just say, Alexa, play the podcast Victory Road. Perfect. And if some other show starts playing, please let us know so we can sue <laughs> them. Yeah, there you go. We're very litigious. Yes. Um, also, this podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustrations and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. Hi. Hi. We're recording already. I know. After recording so soon before this. Because we weren't expecting so much news. Not at all. And uh, a bit of personal news that's relevant to the podcast. uh, Because I feel like you all should know this in case anything uh, weird audio stuff comes up. I'm recording for the first time ever in my new apartment. um, And it's not really podcast ready yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I it, I might be a little bit more echoey than usual because I haven't put up soundproofing stuff. I also live closer to a busy road um, and I haven't tested out where in the apartment is best. So bear with me. Also, my cat's running around playing with something. So <laughs> that's now a factor as well, too. So the event, the adventure abounds, you know. See, now we just need to get uh, Brian back on, have his cat uh, go about, your cat go about, my cats go about. We'll have a whole Pokemon cat podcast. Cat party. Cat party. We could fill a whole team with with cats, which I believe is actually possible in the game at this point. So, yeah. Hype. Meowth, <laughs> Litten. The two that I always mix their names up, Purloin and Glammeow. Mm-hmm. Those two. Alolan mm-hmm. Meowth. Alolan Meowth. Esper. Yes, Esper, yeah, there you go. There's a cat. Skitty. Mm-hmm, Skitty. Um, Lots of cats. Litlia? I mean, it's a baby, it's a lion cub, but it's yeah. still technically a cat. Why not? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah, lots of cats. We are a very pro-cat podcast. Except for right now, because we'll be talking about a dog soon. <laughs> we are also pro-dog. We're pro-both. We are pro-animals. Yes, we love animals and critters. So You know who also loves animals? Uh, who? PETA. Oh, oh, let's okay. Let's start there. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was just a really good segue. I dig it. I I approve of the segue. Of course, talking about the segue kind of just ruins yeah. the segue. Well, but, on this show, you know, it wouldn't be a really truly good segue if we didn't acknowledge the quality of the segue. This is true. I'm also a huge fan of Deadpool, so breaking the fourth wall kind of just is my style. There you go. There you go. Well, tell us about PETA. So PETA decided to use Wulu the new sheep Pokemon that the internet is going crazy for in a marketing ploy. And let me tell you, it backfired. It did backfire. And we, we should probably say that uh, we're cool with the types of things that people do in their lives. This is specifically a criticism of PETA, not yes. the things so, that PETA necessarily advocates. Be vegan, you know, care for your yeah. animals. We're very pro-animal. But uh, PETA, come on, come on. Yeah. So this is not the first time PETA has used Pokemon to promote <laughs> its animal rights agenda. If you remember their virtual animal cruelty game that they released many years ago, I'm sorry that you remember that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't remember that, but I'm not even remotely surprised. I'm also not surprised that Pokemon, even though it makes no sense because it is a game and it's a fantasy world and nobody thinks it's real. Um, I do understand why PETA would take a stance against Pokemon-related things. Because it is, you know, we've all sort of acknowledged, like, there's a sort of dog or cockfighting element to it. But guess what? It's fantasy! Mm -hmm. No one's so, getting hurt! Go away, PETA. Yeah. So basically, they post an image of Wulu, and it's next to a sign that says, I'm not your Wulu sweater. <sighs> and... With the caption, love the new Pokemon or hashtag Pokemon Wooloo, they have a special message for all of their future trainers. Here's the thing about sheep. Um, <laughs> they need it to be sheared because if it they don't, then the uh, the fur gets too thick, they get too hot, and they could possibly you know die, which would be very, very sad. So clearly, Which isn't to say that you have to wear wool. You can still not wear wool, but yeah. recognize that it's good for the sheep. Exactly. And also, Wulu aren't real. <laughs> it's okay, PETA. <laughs> yeah. All the Wulu will be fine. Yeah, They'll so be okay. <laughs> a lot of people in the, on the internet are responding with choice Sheep words facts. that we cannot say on this show and and facts and truth and science mm -hmm. wild now someone... yeah, that's such a weird thing who would have thought that we'd be covering PETA yeah right <laughs> so uh one of the responses that I thought was kind of cool uh someone had posted like a split uh evolution for Wulu where if you take oh. proper <laughs> care of it it becomes this beautiful ram Ooh, and if you don't see that super fluffy sheep that's over uh over Aww. you know just so I thought that was that's kind overheating. of <laughs> I wanna say overheating, but just like over fluffed. Yeah. Yeah. 
and it that becomes a really fire funny. type. That'd be cool. Well, and I'm very, oh gosh. And I, mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't used to love fake Mon, but I have, you know, I have since really, really started to appreciate all of the work that people put into their mm-hmm. fake Mon design. So I'll have to find that one. Cause that sounds fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, Pete is weird sometimes, most of the time, <laughs> kind of all the time. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. What a weird thing to cover in the news. I know, right? But I just but it feel like it needed, <laughs> it needed to be covered because yeah. I feel like people just needed a good laugh. Yeah. Oh, what a bunch of weirdos. All right. From from two weirdos to other weirdos, Peter, <laughs> you're being weirdos. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, we skipped this part because I had that nice little segue. But uh, yeah. what's new in the world of Pokemon with you? Uh, well, I mean, pff, all of this, you know. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, you're, you moved and everything. Yeah, well, and all this news. I moved amidst, you know, all this info dump news. But uh, mm-hmm. I did I did think of something that I have not mentioned on the podcast yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a while back. <laughs> so I'm, I'm exposing that this isn't all that new. But I got, the, oh, hi. Oh, what? You're meowing now. See, this is what <laughs> I'm talking about. The cat can now meow uh, on the podcast. Anyway, I got the Bulbasaur pop. Mm. And I forgot to tell you that. Yeah, and I almost bought the Charmander one the other day, but I did not because I was trying to make smart apartment uh, purchases. But I did get the Bulbasaur, and it is currently sitting next to a plush Chikorita that some wonderful human got for me. Um, And they are hanging out with my very first apartment plant, which kind of looks like an executor a little bit. It (laughs) It is a very small little palm plant, and it has these really wild uh, palm, you know, fronds, and then sort of a bulbous, <laughs> bulbous base. So it kind of mm-hmm. looks like a, an Alolan Executor a little bit. So Nice. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, so that's, fun. I mean, all this news is news uh, mm-hmm. in the world of Pokemon. And then, you know, my little Bulbasaur pop. Yeah. What I about got, you? I got the Charmander pop. Oh, nice. Yes. Uh, still waiting for them to announce Squirtle. And let me just say. It'll happen. I want them to do a variant of Squirtle because they're known for doing variants, but with yeah. Squirtle wearing the sunglasses. Give us the chase. Make it a make it a convention exclusive. That's fine. Like, although that kind of sucks because we can't get it. But well, Hot Topic is known for getting some thinking. San Diego Comic Con exclusives. Yeah, do that. Do that. Come on, Hot Topic. We're relying on you. Exactly. So uh, um, that would be that would be really really awesome. I would like that a whole lot. What mm-hmm. if it was? Um, don't they also? Am I mixing up Squirtles here? But don't they also have the headband and the jacket? Yes. Make it that. Make it he- sunglasses, jacket, and headband. That's what I want. Yeah. Make it two different Squirtles. One with the round sunglasses and one with the pointy sunglasses. <laughs> why, why I not? will buy them all. A, I think a lot of people would because I think oh, a yeah. lot of people would try to get a full squad. You know. Oh, Oh yeah, definitely. That would be so funny. Mm-hmm. Even here, even if 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 they're not willing to make a full size, like what is it, four inch pop or whatever, give us like the mini sized pops and give us a Squirtle Squad. I would yeah. buy that. Oh yeah. You know, like the little smaller sized ones, mm-hmm. and just put five in a pack. There you go. I would be all about that. That would be so cool. Oh my oh my gosh, that'd be so funny. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, uh, but on that. I've gotten quite a few more Megan trucks. Nice. Which ones are we adding to the collection today? So I've got Raichu. Nice. Is Sableye. it just regular, regular Raichu? 
It's just a regular Raichu, uh, no Alolan, although its tail is still able to, like, I can make it ride its tail. It's just still not Alolan. <laughs> it just stands on its tail as opposed to floating on its tail. Exactly. I mean, I can make it look like it's floating again. True. true. <laughs> but uh, Sableye. Ooh, cool. Murkrow. Ooh, very fun. I like that. And Lucario. <gasps> That's got to be... So the, the first three, were those all Pokeball ones, and then Lucario was in a box? Raichu was in a box. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. Sableye and Murkrow were in the Pokeballs, and Lucario was a box as well. Um, Raichu and Lucario are about 10 bucks a piece. That's not bad. That's actually yeah. really good. And... Uh, Upon further investigations, I've found two new listings that will not be released until December. Do tell. I found a Ponyta and Kadabra listings. Oh. No pictures have been released, but uh, I found them on Entertainment Earth's uh, website. So we are getting Kadabra merch. Yeah, which is kind of cool because obviously the whole. Yep the cards but obviously sitting cuties uh there's a cadabra for that so yeah they i mean they do have an argument to make to say like look we don't necessarily need to release a ton of cadabra stuff but there are certain lines where we need to release a cadabra like mm-hmm. we can't just ne- we can't just ignore one of our pokemon <laughs> exactly <laughs> so uh well that's that's exciting that's very very mm-hmm. cool and speaking of sitting cuties i got my i finally got my magnemite sitting cutie yeah you did Nice. They've so got a now little uh, uh, quartet. I don't quartet. There we go. Quartet. Yes. Oh. And then I also got my wife uh, sitting cutie horsey and sitting cutie seal. Oh, nice. Very. And cool. just a regular Oshawott. Is she a water trainer? Is this something we've discussed? She loves water Pokemon, um, but she also loves Eevee. Well, who doesn't? You know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, she's a. Uh, she has a bachelor's degree in marine biology oh that's right i feel like i knew that and she works at the aquarium so dope she dope. does like uh water pokemon so when i told her i had gotten her a sitting cutie she goes you got me a vaporeon i'm like <laughs> yeah no. it's on the way <laughs> and i forget who else she goes you got me eevee and i'm like no jigglypuff no wow that's three strikes <laughs> <laughs> i was like uh i I hope you like this one. That I'm like, I got you horsey and seal. She goes, Ooh, okay. Cause yeah, she has a whole bunch of already plushes, but I wanted to get her some. Then that she doesn't have already. Right. Yeah. No, uh, mix it up, mm-hmm. which is a really funny thing coming from the guy who has four Magnemite. Okay. They're all individually different. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> one's ginormous, one's shiny, one's technically a ditto. And then mm-hmm. the other one's teeny tiny. There you go. Very perfect. Perfect yes. little quartet. Yes. <laughs> awesome. I love them like they're my own babies. They they are. They are. You know? Any other uh, new Pokemon stuff for you? Um, I'm working back up onto my uh, Master Challenge decks. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. After I failed it, because it was supposed to be done May 9th, <laughs> I was yeah. like... Eh, well, I don't need the be... deadline, you know? Yeah. I Deadlines like, no, are stressful. It should be fun. It. Yeah. Yeah. So I finally got the summer deerling. Now I just got to wait till next month to get the autumn deerling. And then I'll finally have all the deerlings. Nice. Well, there you go. Very um... good. Much better than I have ever done. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, so. Yeah. Should we dive into some news? 
Yeah. We have a lot more than I expected. When we when we were talking, we weren't sure if we were going to do a full-blown episode for this. And then, like, I would say hour to hour, it just sort of shifted for us where we were like, mm, yeah. maybe we'll record. And then we're like, nah, we won't record. And then we're like, oh, we could record. And then we're like, mm, we could tack it on to something. But now, there's a lot to talk about. There is. And it's funny because, like, we were waiting for the Nintendo uh, Direct to drop at mm-hmm. E3. And we're like, well, let's just see what they have to announce and we'll go right. from there. And like yeah. they announced really only like one thing. Yeah, in the direct itself. So we were like, yeah. man, there's not yeah, that. Yeah, we'll much. just hold off. But then like stuff kept happening and we were like, okay. Yeah. We should probably well, talk about this. Well, and we we'll throw some we'll throw some general Nintendo Direct thoughts on at the end, I'm sure, just because it's exciting stuff. But we'll oh, yeah. we'll put it at the end so you don't have to listen to it if you don't want to. But you should. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to do E3 first, or do you want to go into Pokemon Go first? Uh, let's get through the Pokemon Go stuff, because that's a bit more news. And yeah. I think the E3 stuff is a bit more discussion. So um, I feel like we would just be remiss not to mention the Pokemon Go news, because it is pretty big stuff, or at least there's a lot of it. Yeah, because as of this recording, Pokemon Go Fest Chicago is happening right now. Yeah, it's happening right now. And, and by the time this releases, it will have concluded. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, weird timeline for us, but it, it's happening. Yeah, um, and a lot of stuff's been coming out of that. Like, right now, everyone in the world can try and get a shiny horsey. Yeah, absolutely. I caught a number of horsey on my way home from work today. No shiny yet, but hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Pokemon that basically are expected to be at Pokemon Go Fest are actually appearing worldwide so like i'm seeing like a lot of whalemers cubones sandshrews oh i'm so glad that cubone showed up because i needed to catch one (laughs) (laughs) and swinubs and driftloons and mischievouses and all this stuff and i'm like all these pokemon can be shiny so like i'm constantly clicking on everything i know and i expanded my box a couple times and i still i'm like oh no i'm gonna run out (laughs) catching all these (laughs) and i got my first shiny today nice which one did you get I got a shiny Whelmer. Ooh, that's right. I did see that. I'm very, very jealous. Yes. I this am is... hoping to catch... It, Sableye can be shiny, right? I'm assuming because yes. there's so many of them. Yes. I'm really hoping to get one of those because that's one of my favorite favorite. My wife shinies. has that one. Oh, jealous. It's the one... Well, set, it's now one of two shinies that she has that I don't, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, <laughs> but I did... Uh, this is actually my second shiny oh, Wilmer. I'm so my sorry first... to interrupt you right now, but I just yeah. opened my Pokemon Go and ran into a shiny horsey. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> I've been waiting for one of us to get a shiny live on the podcast. That I is am so wild. Happy right now. It's happening right now. <laughs> that is amazing. That's incredible. That's never happened to us. <laughs> no, and I've been trying to make it happen. Well, I try not to play while we're talking. Really? Uh, I play all the time. Well, I don't know. I get I get easily distracted, but but I was like, you know what? Like, considering all of these can be shiny, I just felt like oh, I'm missing an opportunity. I'm missing an opportunity. Yeah. And a Sableye and a Horsey popped up, and I was like, oh god, which one do I choose? So I chose Horsey, and I chose right. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, and I caught it. Thank you, everyone, for your support in this moment. I really appreciate Woo. it. All of your good vibes. I felt them, despite you having having no idea that this is happening right now. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Okay, carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is actually my second shiny Whelmer. Nice. Uh, the first one actually ended up trading away to someone because he was giving me a shiny Magnemite. So okay. that makes sense. 
yeah, I'm happy to have my Thanos whale back. <laughs> Thanos whale. <laughs> so true. So, um, community day, were you able to partake? I totally forgot because I was moving that day. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> so right. I, work. Uh, yeah, I managed to realize it was happening in the last half hour, but mm. I was only able to really try to catch a few slack off. Um, and none of them were shiny, sadly yeah. enough. It's, I'm bummed too because that's this community day I really, really would have liked to participate in mm -hmm. just because I'm super basic and want like an army of slacking. <laughs> it's like the only way I stand any sort of chance getting coins in, in gyms. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but that's okay. I think I spent my time wisely that day. Obviously. <laughs> How did yours go? It was all right. Um, my wife was supposed to work till four. And then we were going to go see Dark Phoenix at Ooh, 7. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But she got off early, so we could go see an earlier showing at oh, 4. Okay, well, you know. So we were able to go to the park for uh, 30 minutes before Community Day started. Yeah. And just try and catch some of the fossils, see if any of those were shiny. I ended up actually getting a shiny Kabuto. Ooh, nice. Very cool. But then as soon as Community Day started, uh, we had about 30 minutes left, and then we had to get leaving for the movie theater. Right. She got a shiny um, a slack off. Nice. I did not. Oh, so bummer. she now at least has two shinies over me. I have like 10 or 15 over her. I don't know. <laughs> gotcha. Yes. Well, you both have many over me. I'm sh I'm certain of it. <laughs> hey, you have one over me right now. So Horsey. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. I almost forgot, but I well, did. The, the weekend is still young, so we'll see what happens. Very, very true. Very true. Yes. Um, well, it's not the only shiny Pokemon that is popping up around the well, not really the not really the globe. Did you hear that? No. From what I'm hearing, this is happening in GoFest, and people are reporting that they are getting shiny Abras. Which is cool. I actually I don't really know what shiny Abra looks like. I think it's like, isn't it that sort of weird pea green color? Uh, yeah. That so many yellow Pokemon end up being. Mm -hmm. Not even like the cool green that like Espeon is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just a little bummed because I was kind of hoping they'd save Abra for like a community day. Yeah, that would have been a good community day one. But mm -hmm. I will say this. The upside to it is if they're not going to spend a community day on Abra, mm -hmm. they're, I think, more likely to spend a community day on Ralts, which I feel yes. like is at the top of almost everyone's list at this point. Mm -hmm. Because it's just such an obvious choice and they haven't done it. And I feel like everyone's asking for it. So yeah. as much as an Abra day would have been cool, I'm hoping... That that's one. Le oh my gosh! <laughs> Sorry, this podcast is going to be ridiculous because my cat right now is being ridiculous. <laughs> I have a wire shelf that doesn't have like solid shelves; it's mm -hmm. all wire. Well, I put a towel on it, and he doesn't understand that that doesn't make it solid, <laughs> and so he jumped onto it, and his feet were sort of like kind of slowly slipping as the towel was like dipping through the things and it was really funny to watch. I wish, I wish you could have all seen it <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Shiny have Abra. We've all seen it at one point or another. Yes. Yes. We've all seen it. Um, I guess the huge downside to Shiny Abra being in GoFest is it also makes it very unlikely that the rest of us will have a chance at it. Um, I mean, it'll, hopefully after it'll Go get Fest, wider spread. We just won't get like an event where a lot of Abras are happening until like maybe Halloween time. Right, right. And so we'll have the opportunity because once it's shiny, 
you know, the opportunity is there, but yeah, it's just harder. Right, right. Um, massive spawn. Question: Is Clefairy able to spawn shiny in Pokemon Go? Here's the thing. Um, I don't know. Or yes, but when did that happen? They, I think they actually have to be Cleffas. Oh, okay. That's why they're popping up, just because Cleffa. Yeah. Um. Actually, let me see. Clefairy. I'm just at this point, like, assuming that everything popping up on my map is potentially shiny, which is a terrible assumption to make because normal Pokemon are still popping up. (laughs) Yes, they can be shiny. Okay, cool. Um, It happened a little bit ago. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, but again, you can only get some of these Pokemon as shiny if you get it as it's, like, pre-evolution form. Yeah. So you can't get higher evolutions as shiny so like if you do like a tyranitar raid you're not going to get a shiny tyranitar you have to get it as a larvitar first yeah no that makes sense that makes mm-hmm. sense but yeah so shiny horsey's a thing everywhere shiny abra is currently a thing at chicago go fest um are there any other shinies that we know are being newly introduced as a result of this weekend i haven't heard anything else let me check twitter real quick well uh as... we'll certainly keep you posted as we as we find out but uh, there are a couple other things happening at GoFest while Kyle's looking that up. Apparently, Loudrid, uh, Chimeco, and some other Pokemon are photobombing AR photos, which is really funny. I think photobombing is a really funny thing that they added to it. And mm-hmm. kind of a kind of a cool mechanic, actually. I still haven't done it enough to, to get my um, Smeargle, but I obviously did it to get my Detective Pikachu to some success so that is that is fun i assume smeargle's not going away that's just going to be in the game you know and i don't know until it stops existing i guess (laughs) but uh but yeah so new photobomb pokemon no idea if those are going to photobomb elsewhere i don't really care if they do or don't i just think it's fun that they're doing it at least for the event yeah um and then also at go fest people are getting the quest to try and catch a Jirachi. Whoa! Which hopefully means those types of quests will be available for us in the near future. We probably won't be able to get those until August, September, like they did with Celebi. That is near enough in the future for me. I'm excited. Because they'll probably do it once, yeah, they'll probably do it once all three of the GoFests are over. Which is mm-hmm. fine. That's I'm I'm fine with that. Yep. You know, unless they put it off until 2020, I, I, I have no reason to be really that disappointed. Yeah, no, I can wait. I mean, yeah, me too. Me too. Yes. So and hopefully everybody, I guess, had a good time at GoFest. Time travel's weird. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you all had a great time and caught all the things. <laughs> um, and uh, if you did go, you know, reach out to us. We'd love to hear how it went. Oh, yeah. Even if you just want to tweet at us or you know, send us a message or email or something. We would love to, to get some insider perspectives on that just because, you know, they're kind of these cool, elusive, mysterious events that not everybody gets the chance to go to. So yeah, any deets would be cool. Or if you want to like be a guest on our next episode or something like that. Like, yeah. Just tell us how it went. Yeah. Yeah. We'd be all about it. Mm-hmm. Cause the closest we've ever gotten was Doug outside the fence. I did. Yeah. I did hang out outside the fence uh, at the original Pokemon go fest. Uh, it was rough. 
<laughs> <laughs> I couldn't really tweet. I think I didn't I like send you a couple things to tweet at some point. You did, but like <laughs> to say like I can't tweet. Was, yeah, the phone service was awful. Yeah, it was it was really really bad. But they've they've certainly improved. If they if they weren't improving, they wouldn't they wouldn't be doing them. So yeah. um, I'm really really glad that they managed to to figure that out. Um, and we do have we have a bunch of news related to the Go Fests because they are doing something very very cool called the Pokemon Go Global Challenge. Mm-hmm. And these challenges are, as it as the title sort of in- indicates, they're worldwide challenges, but each one of them happens while a Pokemon Go Fest is happening. So there are three of them, and each one of them is tied to one of the team leaders. And there are different goals, both for the Go Fest participants and then also for the rest of the world. And for each one of those goals that is achieved, there's some sort of reward. We've seen things like this before, um, but obviously this one's going to be slightly different. So. Yeah. You and know, it, really bringing in the team leaders for once. Which is cool. I'm glad that they're doing that. Uh, the more that they can kind of incorporate them into... It's weird to say the world of Pokemon Go because the world of Pokemon Go is meant to be our world. But the more they can bring those characters into a more fully formed uh, existence, I guess, the better mm-hmm. in my in my book. So the uh, the first of the Pokemon Go Global Challenges is obviously happening right now as we record. We'll have concluded by the time that this is released, uh, so hopefully you were aware of it before this. But from June 13th to the 16th, uh, starting at the time GoFest starts, ending at the time GoFest ends, is Sparks Candy Research Challenge. And if uh, any of those research challenges are met, the rewards will exist pretty much the week after, from June 18th to June 25th. So the way this breaks down for each one of these is that the participants at GoFest will have a task. In this case, the the people at Chicago GoFest can earn everybody on the planet two times catch candy if they complete one million research tasks over the course of GoFest, which actually kind of sounds... Maybe tough. I'm not really sure how many people attend well, GoFest, but realize, it is a long, extended period of time. GoFest is also four days long. so Right, exactly. So there's however many people times however many hours they're participating times four days. You know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. there are actually, I think there are GoFest-specific research tasks, so I'm hoping that some of them are a little bit easier than others. Let us know if there were ones that were specific to GoFest because I'm unsure. Um, but yeah, if, if, if the GoFest participants complete a, a million research tasks, we will get two times catch candy during that reward window. And then each team has a different uh, challenge as well. So Team Instinct, during this period of time, your goal is to complete 15 million research tasks, and the re- reward is a guaranteed one rare candy per raid, which is mm-hmm. actually pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, Valor, I, I personally, this is the one that I'm the most excited about. So represent Team Valor, please do your work. <laughs> um, 15 million research tasks completed means half hatch distance, yeah. which I'm very, very excited about. And then Team Mystic, you are working on two times hatch candy, which is a really, really great pairing for Valor. So Valor and Mystic, I'm really, really hoping you will will do your work <laughs> in this <laughs> this particular challenge. Um, and then if all of those challenges are completed, they will re-release Raikou, 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 whatever, in raids with a chance at shiny. Um, well, for they didn't say specifically what date for that one, mm-hmm. but I suspect that it is going to be one day 
shortly after GoFest because yeah. the other ones are like that. Because last year it was, I think it was like the Saturday after. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It, it was for those three hours, which I'm hoping is what they're going to do for this. Yeah, it's within, it should be within the the weekend or week yeah. or whatever that the rewards are happening. So if they do like the whole three hour or the three hour raid day. Yeah. That I'm would all be for that. That would be really good. I would like that. That would be really good. So I can that's, knock out like 20. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but that's kind of the structure of it. So there are two more of these. Obviously, there's going to be one during the Dortmund Go Fest, which is from July 4th to the 7th. That one is Candela's XP Research Challenge. So obviously, all the rewards are based on experience. The rewards will be the week after. The GoFest participants are working on three times catch XP, which is incredible. I'm very excited about that. They just need to do a million research tasks, just like at the Chicago GoFest. Instinct is working on one-hour lucky eggs. Valor is working on three times hatch experience. And Mystic is working on two times raid experience. And uh, the teams need to complete 15 million research tasks each. In mm-hmm. that one, I'm, I think I'm most excited about the one hour lucky eggs and the three times hatch experience. Um, Cause I feel like those will, will pair sort of well together. Um, although I guess the, the, the lucky eggs plus the three times catch experiences is, is the best um, yeah. combo there. So go fest in Dortmund and team instinct. Plus that on two you. Great experience points. If you, if they do like the whole, if they do like a whole Ente raid day and you are able to put the lucky egg on top of the raid experience points. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, You're we should get a lot. Yeah, so that I mean, like you said, Ente raids would be the reward if everybody completed their their goals, and that they gave a specific date for. That would be on July fourteenth, um, and of course, you would have a chance at getting a shiny Ente as well. So if they're if they're just saying the one day, then more than likely this is actually going to be for, um, the actual raid day of just the three hours. Yeah, every- and so. Yeah. You know, I suspect that 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 the uh, you know Sparks Challenge reward would just fall in whatever the analogous day was. I don't know why they didn't give a specific day for it. It's very strange. Yeah, but that is uh, weird. yeah. But and then, of- can I, uh, before you go on, I just want to say I love how like the research challenge for each one kind of corresponds with the actual leader. Yeah. No, I think that's really really cool. Because, uh. Candela, who is the Valor leader, and when you first join, they give you like a description of each team mm-hmm. member and whatnot, and they say, you know, like Valor's focused solely on battling. Well, experience points, you get that from battling. Yep. Mystic solely focused on uh catching all the Pokemon. What do you get for catching? Stardust. And then for instinct, it's actually supposed to be about hatching eggs, but for this, they just say candy, which I'm all for anyway. So yeah, well, Spark probably eats way too much candy, so it still makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the Spark memes. Yes, they are they are good. <laughs> well, the third one, Blanche's, is certainly going to be the toughest one, but I believe it's the longest one. So that's why it's a full week as opposed to you know four days. So that corresponds to the Yokohama Go Fest uh, in Japan. And mm, yeah, wild. exactly, exactly. And so naturally the rewards would be the week after. The Yokohama Go Fest participants 
are working on getting three times catch Stardust. They do need to complete two million research tasks, so twice as much as the other GoFest folks. And then the teams around the globe need to complete 25 million research tasks over the course of that week. And they're working on, like you mentioned, Stardust-related rewards. So Instinct, you're working on guaranteed 3,000 Stardust per raid. Valor, we're working on three times Hatch Stardust. And Mystic, they'll be working on one-hour star pieces. So the cool thing about these is that the more rewards you get, they sort of build on each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, for example, the spark one, if you get half hatch distance and you get two times hatch candy, well, that's that's amazing because you're hatching more frequently, which means you're getting more candy more frequently, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm really excited for the the week of rewards that these will these will uh, result in if everybody kind of does their part. <laughs> yes. So, and then of course, I'm very excited at the fact that we could potentially get some shiny Suicune through raids on yeah. August well, 17th. I'm super excited because I love the shiny forms of all three legendary beasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. They are some of my favorites. They're so good shinies. I'm all for that. Yeah. So, this is, this is a cool event. I actually, I know we've discussed, you know, are they doing too many events? Um, are all the events worth it? I actually really, really am a fan of these types of events. So um, mm-hmm. I'm excited for 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 the potential of these types of things. Plus, they really are challenges. You know, like it is very possible that we won't get some of these rewards, which will stink. But then it's really something you're working towards. It really feels like a reward. I'm going to be honest. I feel like Niantic will probably be like, all right, just, just fudge a little and say they actually <laughs> did get it. Uh, you mean like the first time they ever tried something like this and we got yeah. nowhere close? Yeah. <laughs> Because it kind of put this promise of like one of these legendary beasts and you can't really just be like, okay, sorry, you guys didn't make the requirements. Cause I don't know. I could see them only releasing two out of the three, if that's what happens. Well, let's say all everyone, but let's say team mystic uh, completes their tasks. (laughs) We're just picking on them because there are no representatives on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. My wife's down there. So let her know. (laughs) Exactly. So, if Team Mystic fails, everyone like anyone that's gonna be like, "Oh, your team is oh, you failed," and they'll just start hating on them and everything like that. So, yeah, I guess that is a possibility. Yeah, but you know, who knows? Everybody, just do your part. Just do your part. Yes, do lots of research. And even if you don't have time to do too many research, if you can just do one, I guarantee you that you'll that goes that'll help a long way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Just do whatever you can. Yeah. So. Well, any other sort of thoughts on all that Pokemon Go stuff? I mean, it's kind of a lot of detail. So, uh, you know, check check Niantic's yeah, yeah. Check Niantic's website. It's all laid out pretty pretty well and organized. Um, but uh, hopefully we laid it out in a way that made some sense to you as well. So Yeah. Yeah. Good um, job, Pokemon Go. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. And then we'll probably also get uh Pokemon Go's anniversaries coming up soon too. Ooh, that's right, because it was released over the summer. Yes, Ooh, um, what have they done in the past for their anniversaries? Um, I don't even remember. Usually, like, there's, like, a party hat Pikachu. Oh, I don't need that again. Do something different, please. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they'll do something. But, honestly, when did I join? Yeah. Uh, I joined the day of. I did, too. Oh, I see why you're checking. I was like, what do you mean, when did you join? <laughs> July 6th. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, we're less than a month away, then. 
yeah, it's coming up. Oh, wow. How exciting for Dortmund. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know if it was released on July 6th in Germany, but that's exciting. They'll still celebrate their anniversary. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. Oh, man, I'm so jealous. I actually have a friend um, who they entered the drawing for Chicago and they got it. So I believe that they are currently there. But they also, on a whim, just entered the one for Dortmund because they were like, I'm not going to win two of these. And then they did. And now they don't know what to do because they're like, I don't think I can go to Dortmund. (laughs) I was like, why did you enter? They're like, I didn't think I would win. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, like I entered the Chicago one too. Yeah. Even if I did win, I'd be like, I can't go. Yeah. Well, I I certainly wouldn't have been able to go this week. So I didn't even didn't even bother. Um, I'm really hoping that my friend entered the Yokohama one because they do have family in Japan. So I'm hoping that they will enter that and win that because I really want to hear about that one specifically. Mm -hmm. So that would be really cool. I hope they, I hope they get that one. Yeah. Um, I do know that I will be attending, uh, I know I've said this before, but the Pokemon world championships. Oh yeah. That'll be really cool. I can't wait to hear about that. End of August, I believe. Nice. Tickets still aren't on sale, though, for spectators. And I keep checking the site, like, every week. Right. I haven't updated, but... Hmm. Well, hopefully, hopefully I'll get some more info soon. Yeah. And my wife's already planning a whole thing around it, because apparently around about the same time that we'll be going there, Aladdin will be there on Broadway, so... Ooh, full outing. Exactly. That's exciting. What a good, what a good, uh, good adventure. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very, very cool. So that's Pokemon Go news. Yeah. I didn't even think we'd be talking about Pokemon Go today, but there was a lot of meaty stuff to bite into. So good, good. I've, I've already said it, but I'll say it again. Good job, Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Thanks, <laughs> you, Niantic. You done good, Niantic. Thank you. <laughs> really, really knocking it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> so E3 happened. Yeah, it, it did. Um, and I don't think we were... Well, we did say this already. We weren't really expecting a whole lot of news, but we got a lot of stuff to at least discuss. So there's not a lot of not not a lot of detail in these news, but lots to pull out of it and lots of uh, stuff to, to discuss and, and sort of share our opinions on. So, so we're going to do it. You know, we're just going to talk about the whole thing. The first thing uh, that I want to talk about that we learned about at E3 is something that we wondered about on our last episode and got a little bit of clarification on. So this isn't necessarily like a brand new concept, but I just want to start with this because we left you wondering last time, you know? So this has to do with the way that Pokemon will appear in Sword and Shield. And last time we talked, we weren't sure how it was split up. And I was sort of theorizing that in the wild area, you'll be able to see everything. And in any area that wasn't the wild area, you would get the the exclamation point. Well, turns out we got a little bit of clarification, but not all the clarification. In the wild area, because that's the only area that we got to see during the first treehouse this past week, in the wild area, Pokemon will roam in the overworld like we saw, but we will also get the random encounters. So you will be able to say like, well, I don't always want to know what it's going to be. And you can choose to interact with those little exclamation points that pop up, those little Metal Gear Solid, you know. Well, I think those are, because uh, that's also an Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, like when like there's just like a little black circle forming around in like the grass. Yeah, I think it's similar to that. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. But you'll still get like the random ones where like there's no exclamation point. It just, the music changes and like the mm. black screen happens. I don't know if we'll get that in the wild area. 
Oh no, not the wild area, but just regular area. Yeah. So well, so that's the thing, right? We got a clarification about how it works in the wild area, but as far as I saw, because I think there's still a little bit of stuff that I haven't sort of combed through. Um, I don't know if we have all the details on how or will work outside the wild area, unless you saw something I did not. So there's a little clarification on there. Okay. Um, I guess sort of rolling into some other stuff with regards to the wild area, we did see them use two mechanics uh, that we hadn't seen previously, uh, whistling and tiptoeing. So you'll be able to whistle at Pokemon in the wild area, and they basically said they'll have different reactions to it. So some Pokemon will be startled and run away. Some Pokemon will be intrigued and come towards you. They said that there are certain Pokemon that fly in the air and you won't be able to reach them unless you whistle to get their attention, which I think is kind of cool. Sort of like an unnecessary but neat addition. Just, I don't know why they decided to do that, but it's, you know, it could be kind of interesting to play around with. And then, of course, the tiptoeing thing, I think is, you know, that it's actually kind of natural and I'm surprised that it's, it's not been well, in the games for much, much, much longer. I know it's not the first time we've seen. No, it was in Omega the, Ruby and Atlas Sapphire. Yeah, it's not the first time we've seen it, but really should have been in probably the first Ruby and Sapphire, except I don't know how they would have made that work. Not, yeah, because <laughs> you don't really get tiptoeing until like at least X and Y, if anything. Yeah, yeah, but it, it looked good. I, it makes sense. I'm glad they mm-hmm. added it to this area. And... uh and yeah, we're still not totally sure if, if Pokemon will roam the overworld outside the wild area. I'm suspecting that they will not. I think that the the they're dedicating all of that type of experience, it seems like, to the wild area. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a pleasant surprise, for me at least, if we see them on the overworld outside the wild area. Sort of a weird split, but, you know, they're about to do weirder, so it's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. We also did get to see some interface details and some of these things I'm, I'm very curious to get your opinion on. So this first one, I don't know, we got to see the battle screen. We got to see a little bit of menus. Uh, I thought they were very, very clean looking. Yes. I thought they looked very nice, but they also are very simple. So what do you like? What do you think of them? Did you like the style? Oh, did you not I, like I the style? Really agree with you. I, I really liked them. Very clean. Yeah. Uh, very simple. It's very Nintendo switch. It's like a total mm-hmm. 180 from Sun and Moon, where everything was like themed and stylized. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's a huge, huge juxtaposition, but I thought it just looked pristine. We also got to see a couple of other interface things in the wild area. This is something I don't really know how to feel about yet. So maybe you can, I don't know, maybe you have stronger opinions or maybe you can convince me of, of one way or the other. But while you're in the wild area, there are these icons that will appear on the left side of your screen. And they just sort of scroll. And basically what they are are kind of like notifications, kind of like a way that you can interact with other players, a little bit of how you communicate with other players. Hmm. So the things that we saw were trainers catching Pokemon, I think maybe nearby. I don't know if it's nearby or people that you've chosen to connect with. Maybe it's just your friends. So if you and I are friends on Switch and we're both playing and we both happen to be in the wild area, maybe maybe I'll get to see what you catch. Not really sure. They didn't really elaborate on it too much. But it also seems like that is the way that you can say like, hey, Kyle, I want to trade with you. Here's what I, you know, I, I'm mm-hmm. basically like poking you to let you know, and that will pop up on the on the left side of the screen. Yeah, okay. 
The one thing, yeah. yeah so I, I like the idea that potentially there's some less formal, more free form ways of communicating with each other in Pokemon because it's really been very structured, right? Like both of us need to go to this area. Both of us need to do this thing. Both of us need to coordinate um, or whatever the case may be. So I, I like that maybe there's a little bit of drop in, drop out communication. What I'm not super pumped about is that to me, that seems like there will not be any sort of chat ability. In... That's probably for the best. I mean, okay. Just because, I... you know, little kids will be playing the game and okay i I get that argument but this has been an issue with me and nintendo like for me with nintendo a lot in that nintendo already really values parental controls and the ability to put settings on each profile to allow certain functions or not so if you're already able to do that i don't see why they're not letting us choose to opt in or opt out of chat so if i'm if I'm playing Pokemon, you know, not necessarily my niece, on my profile, I feel like I should be able to have the setting to allow people to chat with me or not. And they could even it could even be a ping, right? So it could say like, ping, Kyle wants to chat, like yes or no. And then I can choose to open that line of communication or whatever the case may be. Um, and then you can set it so that your, you know, you know, nine-year-old kid can't do that or whatever the case may be. A nine-year-old probably could figure it out, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I get it, but I don't know. Or, or at least like if you're already friends with that person, that person should be able to ping you and, and let you chat. I don't know. You can't really add somebody randomly. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I'm, I'm mixed about that. What I'm really, really, really mixed about is, does that mean you can't talk to anybody while you're max raid battling? Yeah. Cause that would, cause you gotta be able to communicate with those guys. I would think so. I mean, it's it would be really hard to do it with even your friends if you weren't using an outside chat, you know. Yeah, like a cell phone or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, maybe the Nintendo Switch app will have something that, you know, lets you chat through your phone when you're max raid battling or something, but I didn't really get that sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't know. This is a constant thing with Nintendo where I get... I get why they avoid chat in so many circumstances, mm-hmm. but like you can't even you can't even chat with strangers on Splatoon, I don't think. <laughs> like I don't I don't think you can. I mean I could no. be wrong, but I don't think you can. You can chat with your friends, but I don't think mm-hmm. you can with strangers. So interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I uh so I'm mixed on that. I'm mixed on that. And then another thing we learned was specifically with Max Raid Battles that I thought was really, really interesting. And uh, I don't really have feelings on this, so I'm curious to see what you think. The ability to Dynamax is rotated between players each turn, which further complicates the strategy of who and when to Dynamax a Pokemon. Mm, interesting. So we, yeah, so we already know that only one of the four people in a max raid battle can Dynamax their Pokemon, mm-hmm. which still limits it to only three turns. But it it sounds like you as one of the four players and me as one of the four players and Marissa as one of the four players and Shuki as one of the four players, like each turn, one of the four of us has the chance and we all kind of just say like, yes or no. <laughs> it honestly sounds like, like we're all going to pick our moves first. Uh-huh. So we're probably all going to pick Dynamax and then the move. It just comes down to 
who has the fastest Pokemon and gets to go first. It's yeah, going to come down to a lot of times. Yeah, I do wonder how they'll pick the order. Um, I don't think it's going to be a huge hindrance, right? Because like, if the if the chip per se is currently on you, but like Shuki's the one that we want to Dynamax, it just mm-hmm. means we have to wait an extra turn. The complication is that Dynamax or Max Raid Dynamax Pokemon, whatever the heck, the Pokemon that you battle in Max Raid battles, they attack more than once per turn. So, <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. There's, there's definitely some risk involved in saying like, okay, Kyle, you have the chip, but we really want Shuki to do it. So yeah. we're going to gamble and we're going to wait one turn. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. You know, I, it, it further, further um, prioritizes strategizing. So um, I know we had talked about this last episode about like, you know, like all the different sizes of Pokemon. We kept trying to think of like all these <laughs> giant Pokemon through Dynamax. Uh-huh. You ever talked about super tiny Pokemon like Joltik? Oh, it's gonna be so cute! <laughs> Dynamax, it just becomes like the size of a human. Well, and we know that Joltik is gonna be in there, so it's gonna be possible. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Dynamax a Joltik. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We know that Joltik is in there. That that's. I think that's the smallest one we know of so far. Because mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if Flabebe is in this. I'm gonna so, guess no. I know this is just obvious statement, but I really do hope Magnemite's in this. Oh yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> I was looking it up. And Magnemite has been in every single region. Ooh, I don't know if odds are in your favor then. <laughs> yeah, the only time it really wasn't in a game was Black and White, but then it came in Black and White 2. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. So I'm hoping it the trend continues. That'd be amazing if it does. Well, I think, I think you know, odds wouldn't be in your favor, but I do think circumstances are. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, I'll have a reason to say that later on when we discuss one of the more polarizing <laughs> updates. Yeah. Yes, but uh, <laughs> that, uh, During uh, the Nintendo Direct, we actually finally did get a little bit of Pokemon news, but it was like one little thing, and it's a new gym leader. Yeah, we got our second gym leader for the region. Yes, uh, water-type gym leader, Nessa. Nessa. I think is a perfect name because it's basically the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. So it also makes sense because we one of the Pokemon that we got was Dreadnaw, which is a water Pokemon. So we know that that'll sounds like that'll be her signature Pokemon. Yes. Unless there's something else. There could be something else for sure. So we there's something else. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I hope so. Like, (laughs) I hope it's not just like. Here's a Staryu and a uh, Goldeen and, and here's a Dreadnought. Here's a Gyarados. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Can I just, I know I've brought this up before, but one of the most disappointing things ever was the first gym in uh, Gen 4 where it's like, oh, you have a Geodude. Oh, and you have an Onix. <laughs> like, why? Yeah. Why are you doing that? <laughs> but then he yeah. had something else, but still. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Nessa will be using Dreadnought. Nessa also make oh oh I hear a siren. I hear it too. I, I I've acknowledged it now too, so I can't do anything about it. We can't cut it out. What it's, did you do, Doug? It's it's in there. It's 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 not going away. It's okay. <laughs> We're acknowledging. We're breaking the fourth wall. The fourth wall is broken and shattered. Um. Anyway, Nessa is really just reinforcing the fact that all of the characters in this region are just so accessorized, just Mm -hmm. absolutely accessorized out the wazoo. She has freaking like lifesaver, like (laughs) what are those things called? The little rings 
on her sandals. Like, oh, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, she looks awesome, though. Yes. She looks very, very awesome. Mm-hmm. The little life preservers. I think yes. that's what they're called. Yes. But she's got those on her feet. She's got all kinds of, you know, bracelets and braces and all kinds of stuff going on. She looks cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she looks like a freaking athlete. I love that about these gym leaders. They're wearing like they're wearing like athletic gear because they're competing in these huge athletic stadiums. Looks awesome. Very mm-hmm. cool, cool, unique element to this this region. You're very lucky, UK. You're very, very lucky. <laughs> yes, <they are. laughs> I'm very jealous. <laughs> so while that was the only thing officially announced, mm-hmm. um, they did actually have a demo of the game where you could actually challenge Nessa and whatnot. And apparently there were two new Pokemon introduced in the demo. Casual uh, casual yeah. species drop there. Mm-hmm. So the first new Pokemon, which if you were listening to us in the beginning of this episode, were our teams is Yamper, and the second one is Impidimp. Yeah. Yamper is the electric Corgi Pokemon, <laughs> which, of course, I love. I'm surprised it's a Corgi. Like, I'm glad I'm, it's a Corgi, but I'm surprised it's a Corgi. I'm not, not like... Corgis are big in the UK. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I was thinking, like, but not in Japan, but this is the UK. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, um, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, good point, yeah. good point. It has the it has a new ability called ball fetch if the pokemon is not holding an item it will fetch the pokeball from the first failed throw of the battle which makes me think failed throws are coming back well what do you mean well i haven't really seen failed throws like you just throw a pokeball and it doesn't land like it you've missed it like since like gen 2 i kind of forgot that was even possible that you could just miss the Pokemon. Yeah. In Gen 1, it was horrible. Like, I remember trying to catch a Mewtwo, like, with a Pokeball or an Ultra Ball or whatever. And, like, you just throw it and it'd be like, oh, the Pokeball missed. And you're like, really? Why is this a game mechanic I have just, like, no memory of? <laughs> That's wild. Because Come on, Brain. Yeah, I guess so. It must be it. <laughs> so Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And then we don't have any new special abilities for Impidimp, but Impidimp is a dark fairy imp Pokemon. The first ever mm-hmm. dark fairy combination. Yep. Which is very cool. I'm very excited about that. Me too. So I, I love it when we get new combinations. I'm still waiting for yes. the grass fire. Yes. I uh, I am excited about new combinations too, because there are still many that we don't have. Mm-hmm. I actually think that Impidimp might be the least if not i mean maybe one of the least maybe it's safer to say one of but one of the least pokemon looking pokemon designs i've ever seen yeah like it looks like it's from a totally different game it looks like a digimon it looks like a yokai from yokai watch you know what i mean like it it its proportions are sort of bizarre and and it's like pokemon there are lots of different styles for Pokemon, but there are actually sort of um, not rules, but there's like design guidelines and sort of thematic elements that they try to stick with. So that there's sort of a brand to it. Mm-hmm. They talked about this when they introduced the ultra beasts, they basically said ultra beasts are an opportunity for us to do things with Pokemon designs that we typically wouldn't do. So, yeah. you know, that there are things that they avoid. Mm-hmm. Impidimp 
isn't necessarily extreme, but it I, it looks really bizarre. Um, it looks it like something out of Dragon Eye. Quest, or yeah, it's similar to a Sableye or an Apom or something, but with a much more stylized design. Yeah, um, so I, it'll it'll take the design will take me a little to get used to, but I just really really am excited about new type combinations. So mm-hmm. very very glad to see that. That's exciting. I I will have it in my party at some point. I'm sure. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, can't I don't know what see, function like, what it'll serve, but I can't wait to see like what affects it and what doesn't affect it. Yeah, and what ki- what types of abilities it'll have because the I think the whole reason it's dark fairy and that it's sort of based on an imp is that it's meant to specifically be mischievous and mm-hmm. not necessarily like a lot of dark Pokemon are sort of meant to be like quote dirty fighters you know what i mean yeah Where they do things like taunt and they do like faint attacks and they do stuff like that and then fairies are obviously meant to be sort of like cute and sort of whatever this mm-hmm. combination is sort of unique in that imps are not evil they're not they're not bad they just like play pranks and they just mess with people so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what types of characters in the game have impidimp it'll like if you know they're npcs or trainers or whatever yeah. Um, if there's any sort of story or lore with the impidimps, but, uh, I'm excited to see more about that. I'm very excited to see if it evolves from something or into something else. I expect that both of these will evolve into something else, mm-hmm. but, uh, I could see impidimp being a standalone. Yes. So now on to the controversial part of this podcast. Yes. And what I think, okay, I want to be fair. So I, I don't want, um, I don't want to come into this just like purely like purely just reacting to the things I want or don't want because I want to try to consider other perspectives and like mm-hmm. Game Freak's perspective and stuff like that. I was trying to read different people talking about this, but uh, we'll see how we end up. Well, we'll see we'll see where we yeah. end up. Okay, so Basically, it was announced that not all the Pokemon will be in... Obviously, we know that not every Pokemon will be in Sword and Shield, because they right. never put every Pokemon in it, not at least since Generation 1. Right. And even then, it didn't have all of them. Thanks a lot, <laughs> you. So, so, basically, they said that you will not be able to transfer all the Pokemon from your Pokemon home into Sword and Shield. Unless right. it's actually already part of that dex. Right. Which, you know, it, it it does pose some questions about what do they specifically mean about the dex versus what's, you know, native to the game. Are there going to be things that are in the decks that you can't encounter in the wild? Like, are you still going to have to bring certain things over? There's lots of questions. But ultimately, yeah. you cannot have all 900-something Pokemon Mm-hmm. in the game at once it is not and possible i understand completely because again like you just said that's 900 pokemon that they have to animate <sighs> yes i dynamax and that's a lot of information i know this is now a switch game and you probably get a whole lot more storage area for designing this game and whatnot but that's a lot of pokemon and then double it if you're counting their shiny forms yeah, yeah. The, so their reasoning, because they, they did treat this like news that they knew people wouldn't like, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't necessarily say that it would be controversial or that people might not like it, but they did during the Treehouse say, 
you know, okay, I think it was Masada who gave this announcement, but basically, so I apologize if I'm getting it wrong, but they basically said like, and I understand Masada that you had some news that you wanted to share about the game. And that's sort of how they prefaced it. It was not casual. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so he did his best to sort of evenly um, with a, with a, you know, a good, good attitude, not necessarily like trying to say it was a good thing or a bad thing. Just like, this is a piece of information told us that not all Pokemon would be in the, in the Pokedex. The reasoning that they gave was that they wanted to really put as much time and effort into a certain set of Pokemon and make sure that those were done the Mm -hmm. best way that they could for this game. And they, they, which implies that they didn't feel like they could, dedicate that time to 900 some Pokemon yeah. or it would have you know taken forever. And I just, I, okay. I get that reasoning and mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't want to push on that, but I also do understand that they're, they're building on existing models. Pokemon since X and Y hasn't built new models from the ground up unless they're brand new Pokemon, you know? So it's like, it's, it's hard because I get, I get, the fact that they don't necessarily want to get to a point where they're like, shoot, now we have 1200 Pokemon and, and, and people are expecting all of them. We got to cut this off at some point. I get that. I also am somebody who, who isn't even really that affected by this because I don't national decks. I don't, I don't, I've never done that. I've never tried to do that. And I also think the vast, vast, vast majority of people playing the game, these sell tens of millions of copies. The mm-hmm. vast majority of people playing these games do not complete national Pokedexes. And but the fact that you that. can't is a huge bummer. Mm-hmm. Huge bummer. But here's the thing. We didn't even get a national Dex in Sun and Moon and an Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. So this is really yeah. no surprise, honestly. Uh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> okay, fine. It is I think you surprise, could, but you could see maybe that there were hints along the way. I wouldn't be surprised if there were interviews where they event they said that you know eventually we're not going to be able to fit all of them. Like there's probably a, a trail of breadcrumbs, um, but I would definitely say it was a shock. My my yeah. jaw oh, yeah. dropped, yeah, and I I was just like, oh my gosh, they're finally doing it. I also want to say I don't think that Pokemon needs to have that feature. Mm-hmm. I do think that they went about it maybe in not the greatest way, um, which I, I think is going to be the case for a number of things they're doing with Sword and Shield, which kind of bums me out because this is the first showing of a full-fledged Pokemon game on the Switch, and I, I just want them to get everything right. And I know that's probably un- an unfair expectation, but mm-hmm. there are a couple things. This is only the first one of them that I feel like they're just... I don't know if they're handling it in the best way they could have, knowing that this would have been a controversial choice, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're not being super clear yet about how much or, you know, what is in the game. So I, there was one moment in the treehouse that I thought was really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And this ties into the Magnemite thing as well. My initial theory was, okay, so it won't be like as I was listening to it, it won't be all 900 some Pokemon, but it will be all the Galar Pokemon. It'll mm-hmm. be the ones that we've seen. And it will almost certainly be all the Kanto Pokemon because of Pokemon Let's Go. So the guy whose name I cannot remember, and <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't even know what his position is. So I was really struggling to find his name, um, but he's the guy with the glasses. Uh, he basically said, you know, I've spent a lot of time, and I was really surprised by this, and I don't know that they were expecting him to ask this question, but, spent, you know, I've spent a lot of time shiny hunting in my Pokemon Let's Go 
uh, Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. And um, will I be able to transfer all of those shinies I've been collecting into my Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield? I felt like the answer was unclear. Um, it sounded like, to me, it sounded like they were saying like, yes, but then we're also saying as long as those Pokemon are in the Galar Pokedex, which could mean one of two things. They're just reinforcing the fact that only Pokemon in the in the Galar Pokedex will be mm-hmm. transferable, but also, yes, you will be able to transfer those, meaning all Kanto are in it, or... I don't know. I thought it was confusing. I don't know if you've seen anything that's confirmed or denied it. I have mm-hmm. not yet seen anything that has said explicitly yeah. all Kanto will be there or mm-hmm. not all Kanto will be there. Mm-hmm. So the only, like, I can also see, like, why a lot of other people are upset about this because, like, they're, you know, competitive battlers and they want, like, their perfect 100% ratatata to move all the way up. Sure. Um. <laughs> that's definitely what people are battling with. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My the one thing I'm a little bummed out about is the fact that I keep transferring all my past teams from different generations up and up and up. Right. And each time that they go to a new game, I have them battle the Elite Four so that they can earn the champion ribbon from that game. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would love to be able to say, hey, here's my uh, Ruby and Sapphire team with ribbons from each generation. Elite Four, right? That would be so cool. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I'm. Bu- that's like the only thing I'm bummed out about this whole thing. But someone brought this up. That yes, there's 900 Pokemon, but we could probably get 500 Pokemon and just a Pokedex for this. Right. And then say maybe, and this is pure speculation, everyone. We do get a Diamond and Pearl remake, and uh. then the other, and then they put the other Pokemon that aren't in this into those. Right. Okay. It's very lap over or whatever. Yes. It's very, very worth knowing or worth noting rather that there is a lot they have not said yet. So, I mean, speculation is, is just rampant and it kind of has to be because they haven't, they haven't really nailed anything down. So they haven't told us how many species will be in there. They did say, believe us, it will still be a challenge to complete your Pokedex. I have to believe that the number will be 500, right? Like mm-hmm. that's, that's about half, um, a little yeah. over half. So I'm hoping that would be the case. Um, I hope it's something around 500 just for the people who do that. Like, again, this isn't even coming from what I want. I don't do this. Um, but it bums <laughs> me out for all the people that this is important to. I also get that they probably know that most of their people don't do like most of their players don't do this. They are probably not necessarily appealing to the vast majority of people playing, but when they include those types of things, they probably know that they're appealing to a smaller chunk of players. So they probably weighed it out and said like, yeah, we're going to make some people mad, but we're not going to lose that many people, (laughs) you know, which is, is kind of a bummer, but. I uh, I hope that that's what happens. I really do. Whether we get a third game that introduces more, whether we... I don't think that's going to be the case. I think we're done with third games. But if we get a yeah. third game that that introduces more of them, or if we get the Diamond and Pearl remake, that's I'm rooting for that. Give me that, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think if we don't see a whole lot of Sinnoh Pokemon in this game, that's just one more mm-hmm. hint that maybe it's coming. Um, Although, so hopefully we don't see that many Sinnoh Pokemon. Well, <laughs> We didn't see that many Sinnoh Pokemon in Sun and Moon either. And uh, yeah, 
Well, I mean, hey, it's possible that they were planning to do remakes for the 3DS and, and pulled an audible, you know? Exactly. Who knows? Um, so yeah, I, we still don't really know. It's it's a bummer. I get it. Um, and uh, it won't really affect me very much, but I, I recognize that it's going to affect a lot of people who who play the games for that. And I, I, I would love to know how many people have completed national dexes one for any game outside of the first generation. And cause I mean, it's the smallest one. And I then, think I did it once for, um, Pearl. I, I mean, I've never done no. it. I, I've never, ever done Heart it. Gold. <laughs> I, I would say that maybe I did it for the first generation, but I'm honestly not even confident about that. I just think I probably would have. Um, but if I've if I've ever completed a Pokedex, it's only in the first generation. Judge me all you Heart want. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so I mean, it, it's a bummer for those people. It's also going to inevitably be a bummer when some of our faves aren't there, right? So mm-hmm. we want Magnemite in there. I think that's a pretty good chance because I do I do think I'm willing to put my chip on all 151 will be present. Mm-hmm. Um, we already know Clefairy and Clefable will be in. Right, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, but, you know, Heracross might not be. Exactly. So that's that's a bummer. That's like our, our you know, those are our sort of three mascot Pokemon here on Victory Road. So mm-hmm. it'd be a bummer if we couldn't get them all, but... Um, so yeah, that's, that's one thing. Um, the other thing, and this is sort of newer to the two of us, I think, because I, I am not fully caught up. I guess there was more news. I, I didn't realize there was going to be more treehouse stuff. Um, so oops on our part, but, mm-hmm. um, it, I guess was announced or it was said or casually mentioned. I don't know to what degree they asserted this, yeah. but, um, we were wondering how this game would handle mega evolutions and z moves and we kind of fell on the side of they'll it'll be possible but it won't be a focal point um they'll include some of it but it it won't be a big deal and apparently it won't exist at all in this game yeah which i'm okay with (sighs) i'm i'm so conflicted because i don't love battle gimmicks in pokemon i really Mm -hmm. don't because i think that they tend to complicate the overall world building and lore of what Pokemon is. I also recognize that Pokemon has never really cared that much about the world building and lore from the very beginning to now. They've never ever tried to say this all makes sense. Like they've never (laughs) tried to do that. You know what I mean? But what I do think is once you introduce something that isn't just a game mechanic, um, but is a, is a mechanic of the world, you know? So I'm not talking about, rotation battles i'm not talking about double battling things that have have been in games but have disappeared or the underground or whatever but introducing things that are part of the world and part of the discovery of the world i just i'm so bummed that those threads won't exist at least at least please 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 include NPCs who talk about mega evolution being a thing in other worlds please talk about Alola, you know, have have an NPC from Alola talk mm-hmm. about how it's weird that no one uses Z moves or something like just acknowledge it because or, the one thing that has always bugged me since they started introducing these types of elements, form changes or mega evolutions or Z moves, is I've never felt like they have tried to fold them into the universe in a way that 
that feels satisfying after the fact. It it mm-hmm. it bugs the heck out of me that we haven't gotten a new mega evolution since the generation it was introduced in. The fact that there were no new mega evolutions in, in Alola is such a bummer. I don't need a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I was tweeting about this. Like, just give us a few. You know, give us just a couple. You know, something like that. Tell us that, you know, there are megastones that that only exist or only react in Alola or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, well, that's that's kind of what I want, just an acknowledgement of the fact that these are part of the world. And mm-hmm. and I, you know, I was tweeting about this and I got a, a really, really thoughtful reply. Um, and, you know, I asked if, if I could read it and they said yes. So I'm going to I'm going to pull that up. Um, I appreciate the fact that people are, you know, sort of challenging that mindset. But uh, Matt Hunt at the real Matt Hunt replied to my my sort of uh, thinking out loud on this on Twitter, and he said, "See, I think removing these actually helps the world building," which I was surprised to hear because I was like, "I've never thought of it that way." And he says, "Z moves don't really make sense outside of Alola. Mega stones you can make an argument for, except when you make the stones obsolete, like in Let's Go." Each gen having its own thing itself is fine. Wouldn't mind it though. So I get what he's saying. Like there is sort of a a world building sort of regionally where it's mm-hmm. like this is Alola's thing, and that's part of what the world building is. Yeah. And I like that take on it. That actually helps me a lot. So I'm glad that he I'm glad that he responded to that because I guess I can sit there and say, like, okay, I guess the way that Z crystals are acquired, the way that they are sort of bestowed upon people by these guardians right Mm -hmm. like these island guardians okay yeah maybe it doesn't make sense outside of alola um so that i can i can sort of be at peace with a little bit more depending on how you feel about the pokemon multiverse (laughs) mega stones can sort of be written that way too right there is sort of this universe well, in Pokemon where Megastones happened and a universe where exactly. Megastones didn't ex- didn't happen. Yeah, so, and I was going to say like maybe the uh, Sword and Shield takes place in the games where like before like say Black White, yeah, uh, Diamond Pearl, all that like this takes place in those universes where Mega Evolution does not exist. Yeah. And 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 so Pokemon has sort of set itself up to be able to like acknowledge those types of things. But again, Pokemon has never really tried to nail everything down. And uh, I don't think they ever will. And I don't know if it would necessarily benefit them to do that because we saw what happened when Zelda tried to do that. Um, I think it complicated people's feelings and opinions Mm -hmm. and theories even more. Um, But uh, I don't know. I'm still working through my like reactionary emotions to some of these things not existing. You know, and some of them affect me specifically. Like, I personally am bummed that we don't get new mega evolutions. I'm personally bummed that we won't get new Z moves, even though I don't like them from a game standpoint. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about the the national decks thing personally, but I care about that for other people. So I'm just like very conflicted about all this stuff. Um, and I know how I think they should do it, but I've been talking a lot, so I don't know if you have any reactions to any of that stuff before I <laughs> monopolize even more time. No, no, you're fine. Like I, I've said my piece on the whole uh, transferring Pokemon and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I'll look. I'm gonna get over it. I'm gonna play the game. I'm gonna have a blast. That's all that matters to me is that I still have. It's a fun game for me. Yeah, um, I'm Z-Moves, still gonna have a ton of fun. I, yeah. I, there's, there's no doubt. I, I you know, they, they could have, they could have said, I don't know. It would take so much for them to get me to not buy a Pokemon game, you know, like 
I loved Let's Go, and that was probably one of the furthest they've they've sort of like that's a big swing. Let's go, and they still had me. You know, I mean, Black and White was a really big swing for me. Where like none, like the very first until you beat the Elite Four, you only had the new Pokemon. Speaking of Black and White, <laughs> what I I actually leading to Black and White, I was actually really excited by that swing. I was okay. like, that's cool. They're they're introducing 150 new Pokemon, and they're just saying, like, no, this is its own region, and it has its own Pokemon, and that's all you're going to see. I mm-hmm. thought that was really, really cool at the time. I think that maybe they could have done 120, because there are some Pokemon in there that I'm like, eh, did you need that? <laughs> like, well, you were just trying to hit 150, but, you know, I liked the idea of it. Yeah. I actually think that this game would have benefited from doing something similar to that, where if they had treated this like, hey, we're on a new system, we have to sort of start fresh, and here's how we're going to do it. Let's Go is the first step in our building sort of a new beginning on the Nintendo Switch. You know, like, we're telling a classic story in a new way, and then paired with that is this new region where we're introducing 150 or maybe slightly fewer brand new species. And this game up front, we're just letting you know, we'll have a hundred new 150 new Galar species, and you'll be able to transfer all 151 of your Kanto species. Mm-hmm. And you'll have 300 Pokemon. And that's what's available in our new fresh beginning, right? Then you introduce your gen four remakes. And then you've got, Maybe not only Sinnoh Pokemon, obviously, because you would want to introduce all the other ones that evolve in Sinnoh. But basically from the onset, if you treat this like it's a new beginning on Switch, then I feel like it would it would be so much easier for me to digest all the things that they're sort of casting off to the side. You know, they could sit there and say, like, we're starting fresh and we're getting rid of a lot of mechanics, but we're adding a lot of cool mechanics, too. Um, I don't know why that would make it feel better for me, but it it just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just coping very not well. <laughs> I need the Pokemon company and Game Freak to just give me a big hug and say, it'll be okay. Because <laughs> I know it will be. It'll still be a dope game. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I, I'm, I'm so stoked for this game. I am <laughs> I'm too. so excited. <laughs> I am too. And it comes out in November, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I'll probably end up beating Ooh. it in a week. Uh, yeah, you'll end up beating it in a week. <laughs> I'm going on vacation in like the be- very beginning of December. So yeah. I was thinking, ooh, I could play in the car ride when I'm not driving. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll have already beaten the game by then. There's no point. I should like, uh, I should take time off and just make it like my goal to beat you because it's it'll never happen. <laughs> Depending on if I have a second switch at the time, because obviously my wife's going to want to play. Right. So if we each have our own switch, then uh, game on now. But if we have to split between the switch, you may have a chance of defeating me beforehand. Yeah. I'm just so bad at doing like one thing. So we'll see. We'll see if I can do it. I should make that a challenge to myself back in college. I could have done it for sure. Cause I was putting in like 80 hours, like the Mm -hmm. first week it was out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and of course, Nowadays, my wife I'm just gonna take forever because she talks to every single NPC. Oh my god, you don't? No, you monster. No, what? No, I oh just, no, I, I 
I just don't. <laughs> you got to talk to everybody. It's so uh, work. In like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, like so many people just give you things. <laughs> I know. She'd be like, oh yeah, check this thing out. I'm like, how did you get that? And she's like, I talked to someone. I'm like, I oh, talked to people. <laughs> no, I talked to one person and they're like, oh, I'll trade you a Halucha. I'm like, okay. That is so funny. I did not know that you didn't talk to everybody. Now no. I want to know. Can we, okay, we're going to put a poll up on our Twitter and I want to know how many people talk to every NPC in the game and how many people ignore the, like ignore NPCs in the game. Not necessarily all of them, but like, right. are, do you talk to 100% of NPC people or mm-hmm. less than 100% of NPC people? That's what I want to know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> a little bit off topic, but when you play a Lego game, do you yeah. destroy everything in the area before moving on or do you just progress through the story and then come back later? Um, that, okay. I, I think when I first started playing them, I would destroy everything. Um, and then once I realized that later in the game, you would get the red bricks that allowed you to multiply what you get from breaking things, mm-hmm. I stopped doing that. So initially I would like wh- when I play like uh, Spyro or Crash Bandicoot or games like that, I'm trying to get every single gem. I'm trying to get every single lump of fruit. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's how I, that's how I play. Yeah. Um, in Lego though, there's sort of a special circumstance where like, I don't have to. I like Ratchet can't. and Clank. I I try to bust everything in Ratchet and Clank. See, I just want to play through the Lego game, pl- uh, enjoy the uh, story. But if my wife's watching me play, she's like, "No, you didn't destroy that." I'm like, "I'll get to it on my second <laughs> play." Well, yeah. I, I mean, you play how you want to play. I'm not going to tell you how to play. <laughs> yeah, I got to come back later for free mode. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and in Lego game, they incentivize you to do that for sure yeah so Um, anyways i actually have to get going (laughs) okay yeah sorry (laughs) no Um, no i know we we talk a little bit about e3 other nintendo stuff don't worry about it i tweeted about it oh a quick thing um uh, squirtle and ivysaur amiibos are coming out in september yes pre-order them now i believe and they announced incineroar Ooh, nice. I believe coming out in November. Yeah. Well, I mean, we knew we'd get it. It was just a matter of like when. So yeah. that's exciting. I might actually get that one because doing um, doing the uh, cost, quote costume changes would be really fun. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll get a few of those and try to do some of my favorite uh, alternate uh, color schemes. There you go. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this sort of unexpected uh, adventure along the Victory Road. For information on episodes and contests, or to just tell us what you think of the show, be sure to find us on Twitter and Facebook at Victory Road Pod. And if there's something in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about, or as all this news is coming out, if there's something we missed, just let us know. Until next time, we're headed back to the Pokemon Center to, well, I'm going to curl up and I'm going to hug my cat and cope and try to be better about handling all of this news. (laughs) I don't know what you're up to, but that's where I'll be. <laughs> Bye. Happy Father's Day to all the Mr. Mimes out there. Indeed. <laughs>
fine production of the Four Ride Radio Network. For other great shows, check out www.fourrideradio.com. 